Hi everyone and welcome to Outspeech. This is the show where we invite guests from the world of marketing and PR to discuss digital PR and link building. And today I'm really thrilled to introduce our first guest for this new series and that's Tim Sulo from Ahrefs. Um, Tim is the CMO, as I'm sure you're all aware, um, at Ahrefs, which is a tool used by most of us in SEO and digital marketing. Um, He has over a decade of experience in SEO and digital, and he speaks at events about topics related to those things all over the world. Um, After having an awesome chat with Tim back in December about digital PR, I invited him to Outspeech, and I'm really delighted that he said yes. So welcome, Tim. Thank you very much for joining me. Hey, Laura. Thanks a lot for inviting me. It's my pleasure. Um, I really enjoyed talking with you before before the Christmas break about everything to do with digital PR. And I understand you were updating the guide to link building yeah. from HRS, yeah. which I'm really excited well, to see. First of all, likewise, uh, I also had a blast chatting with you and learning more about PR because like, this is where you shine. And like, uh, I have kind of, uh, I have breadth of knowledge, but not necessarily depth when it comes to certain topics. So yeah, thank you a lot for helping me and yes, yeah uh that was for the link building guide my goal is to create basically the best guide that newbies people who are new to link building and who have no idea where to start to start or maybe people who have uh, read some articles here and there to to give them like a proper foundation so uh yeah that was my goal and thank you for helping me out with that Absolutely, that's my pleasure. Um, and it's it's really cool that you're creating a resource for people who are very new to the industry. Um, it's obviously <clears throat> digital PR is something that's really evolved, particularly in the past kind of three or four years. I'd say it's really started to come into its own. But if we if we think about those kind of newbies and what you're trying to cover off in your link building guide, what will be the main the main things that you want people to take from it? And what does link building mean to you in 2021 and beyond? Oh, that's a good question. <laughs> You're basically <laughs> asking me to to do a recap of my, uh, which is now 8,000 words long uh, guide uh, in a few <laughs> minutes, <laughs> which is quite challenging. But yeah, so basically what, what I've learned myself, because uh, I interviewed about a dozen uh, link building practitioners uh, like yourself uh, from different fields, and I was trying to create uh, the bird's eye view of link building, like where, like how does a person understand it as a whole uh, without going uh, into any specific strategies. And for example, one of the uh, so-called breakthroughs, it's not actually a breakthrough, but uh, yeah, for me was that there are essentially four ways how people can create links to their websites. Like all the link building strategies can be distributed into so-called four, four buckets. So one bucket is when you manually add links to some websites. So for example, that could be a business directory where you know your competitors are getting some leads from like local business directory. And you go there, you, you publish your business there and you get a link to your website. So this is adding links. Then there's a category of requesting links. This is when you are reaching out to owners of websites and you negotiate with them uh, how you can get featured on their website. So there are plenty of ways to do that. For example, guest blogging is one of them. Uh, and I'd say that digital PR fits into requesting links because basically you're offering uh, a story to, to some journalist and they, they need to publish a story about you and therefore link to you. Uh, the next category uh, is uh, earning links. 
this is when you create some something so good that it uh, it gets links on autopilot without you necessarily having to manually add them or ask anyone to to link to you so basically links appear uh, just by themselves well you you do need to promote your content because people cannot link to the things they don't even know exist so you need you need promotion but you don't necessarily need to ask anyone personally and the final group is buying links which is against google guidelines but people have to know that this market exists and that people are buying links and they manage to get away with this uh so yeah those are like four buckets the the bird's eye view of how links are being built nice that's a really great summary and i i do agree with you i think you know buying links is is something that might be against google's guidelines from an seo perspective but there are there are certainly advantages for those businesses who can place links in appropriate places to to drive traffic and to make sure that they're in front of the right of the right customers right yeah of course of course Definitely. And in terms of what you believe the impact of, of link building to be on, on kind of SEO specifically, I know that's that's your background. Do you think link building today is as important as it's always been, more important, less important? Well, that, that is a good question. Uh, and I believe that the SEO industry is uh, trying to predict the demise of links or maybe the demise of the value of the links mm -hmm. uh, for the past few years but that demise isn't coming so but i think uh, there are like multiple multiple opinions on that uh, and i'm sure that if i would try to tweet this question to my following and uh, there are many SEO people among my followers i'm sure like uh, it would be quite a controversial question because a lot of people would have clashing opinions but still, I, I would I would actually agree that uh, well, at least I would agree with the fact that Google is trying to diminish the value of quantity of links and move more into the quality of links. So it wouldn't be about uh, kind of outlink building your competitors, uh, building more links that they have. But it would be, I think, in the end, uh, it would be about getting a few links that are so good they are so relevant and they are from such authoritative and trust trusted websites that they can trump like hundreds of uh what is considered good link right now so yeah i it is very hard like by the nature of the internet and by the nature of how google works and how it ranks pages it is very hard to find a signal of content quality that would be similar to to backlinks so I don't see it. I don't see it, and and I don't think any other SEO professional see it. So links are here to stay, but it's about the quality of the link. I think Google will be getting more and more sophisticated in how they de determine uh, if that link is a is high quality or low quality link. Definitely, I I completely agree with you, and I think the the focus on quality has always been in my mind the the kind of key metric when I've been link building and I recognize that there are certainly industries or specific SERPs where volume is going to be the key to success but more and more we're seeing that quality is is the real focus and I think that's where 
it can get tricky for those of us who work specifically in digital PR because quite often what we see celebrated at conferences and at awards is the kind of PR coverage that lands you national press coverage or international press coverage. But the, the time-stamped nature of media coverage and you know, the fact that if you're in the New York Times or in the Washington Post or in kind of a UK magazine, it just the relevance of that publication is going to be far less than if you're featured by a website which is within your own niche. And I think that's where people are starting to look more at the broader benefits of digital PR and how we can measure the kind of visibility impact and the brand awareness that we get from it, as well as the links. Did, did that kind of come out in the in the interviews that you did in building your link building guide? I mean, how, in, how important did digital PR appear to be from those conversations that you had? Um. So first of all, I think digital PR is the kind of the strategy that would land you an extremely high, I wouldn't say necessarily quality, but high authority links that are incredibly hard to get. Because if you want those huge publications to, to do a story on you and to link to you, you have to work really hard. So first of all, you, you, you need to have a business or a product that is like interesting enough and that deserves to be talked about because you cannot really shoehorn shoe uh, like some boring mediocre product uh to a top level publication no journalist would like uh risk their reputation to to write such stuff so yeah the the authority of those links the fact that such a high authority website is linking to you uh, is very high but i'm saying not necessarily quality because what you said it's re it's about relevance so the links that you may get with digital PR uh, might not necessarily have any relevance with the page that you actually want to rank well. So, for example, we we now have PR person at Hrefs, and she's trying to make connections with journalists and uh, get Hrefs get get Hrefs stories uh, published on different publications. But that doesn't mean that, for example, my specific uh, link building guide. Uh, would rank at the top about uh, at the top of Google for the keyword link building because you need to get relevant links pointing at this page specifically, not links about HFs as a general. But uh, actually, what what you already said uh, in your question, uh, there are broader benefits of PR, uh, and that is brand awareness, and that is traffic that is coming uh, to your brand directly, and then you can funnel those traffic. Uh, towards the content that you have, uh, show people what kind of products you have, services, and you can kind of enjoy, uh, let's call them second-hand links. So the links that will come uh, from from people coming from PR and then linking to other stuff on your website. So this is very hard to measure, maybe even impossible to measure, but yeah, the, the benefits of doing digital PR uh, go way beyond simply uh, acquiring links, of course. Definitely. That that measurability is is the crux of it, isn't it, really? We're all digital marketers. We're all um, living in a world where everything is super measurable. And then you bring digital PR into the mix and it's so difficult. And, you know, a lot of the time somebody will visit your digital PR content. And even if you've driven that traffic to your site, they might just enjoy the content and then leave and yeah. maybe come back much further down the line and make a purchase and, and maybe not. And that an attribution question is a is a much bigger one than I think we can probably cover this morning in the next 10 or 15 minutes. Um, but no, it's, it's interesting to hear that, that you guys have brought in a, a PR person. Um, 
And yeah, I have a few questions off the back of that. But my first one is with the with the link building guide specifically, then how how will you guys be building links to that piece of content? Or do you have a strategy at HRS to to do that? Uh hopefully we won't. <laughs> because <laughs> we are at the point where where we have a body of work that people respect us for and we have certain credibility in uh, SEO related topics where people would deem us uh, deem us an authority like uh, right out of the bed and we have an audience of people like our email list our customers uh, our twitter followers people in our facebook group who we are going to promote uh, that new link building guide to and hopefully we will be earning links we won't have to add them manually and we won't have to request them but uh if after publishing uh or should i say republishing updating our link building guide and promoting it as hard as we can by the way we're also going to invest quite a bit into ads to make sure that we are reaching as many people as we can and then it's up to them if they want to link to or it is up to our up up to my my link building guide if uh, i made it uh, good enough for people to to link to it to make it notable so yeah if that wouldn't lend us enough backlinks to to rank at least in top three the next stage is requesting links we're going to be doing uh personal outreach to relevant people who might have missed our facebook ads twitter ads etc who might not have seen the the guide now we'll send them personal emails, tell them that what this guide is about, what makes it unique, what makes it useful. And then it would be again up to them if they are going to link to it. We won't, we won't necessarily say, please link to it. We, what we'll try to do is, th this is kind of what uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was doing in the movie Inception. Uh, we'll try to put the idea that there's a great guide, beginner's guide about link building somewhere at the back of their head. And once they will be writing their next article or like uh, discussing something on a podcast, they might mention that, oh, like Tim Solo from HFs has reached out to me and said that they published this link building guide uh, and they checked it out. It is very good for newbies. So if you have like uh, a junior link builder, you should have them read this. So this is our goal. Yeah, we, like we think that asking for a link, uh, when you ask for a link, you're putting people into a little bit uh, difficult situation because they, often will have to say no uh and like yeah we don't want to do this with people we just want to show them the guide and then it is up to them if they want to link to it or not or up to the guide if it is worthy of the, of the link to be <laughs> in the first place i love that and i certainly won't argue with a strategy that's inspired by leo <laughs> I think um, I think you make a really, really good point there about link earning. And I think that's something that happens through a long-term investment. Obviously, Ahrefs has been around for a long time. And um, I, I know of you and your, your many, many followers know of you because you are out there talking about it and creating fantastic content and obviously a fantastic product that so many of us use. And I think there are, there are occasions where brands almost see digital PR as the silver bullet, kind of a quick fix. They can just kind of jump in, throw out a campaign about, I don't know, the most enjoyed pictures of Instagram or okay. some kind of data that reveals something. And they think that that will inherently, because of the format they've used, land them links. But actually there is that kind of second layer behind it where you need to have a credible brand and you need to be producing something that is of quality 
and for me what you're talking about is is far more in the realms of kind of content marketing and really you know getting to grips with who your audience is and creating something that is valuable to them such that they want to share it with their followers and they want to link to it absolutely well it, it, uh, at this point i'm thinking that it's a bad thing that this is an audio podcast because otherwise people would see me nodding all the time uh, as you were speaking <laughs> i'm glad that you agree <laughs> um, <laughs> let's let's talk a bit more specifically about um the ahs product if that's okay and um, of, course. How... <laughs> of course let's promote your product why not um the thing that i'm really interested in is that as as someone who's been in the industry for for over a decade myself i've i've always kind of made use of the product and i think i've got kind of favorite parts of it that i will gravitate towards if i'm preparing for a pitch or if i'm doing a quick audit for a client and i'm really interested to hear from you what you believe the the kind of most important features of ahrefs to be and and what do you do you guys have visibility over what reports people are making use of the most like what are the the most valuable parts of your platform so uh that's that's an interesting question because uh the reports that people are using the most often are not necessarily the most valuable ones because people just might not know of some unique things that exist uh at this point i want to promote a fun page that we recently created it's a landing page so it is located at hrefs.com vs like versus uh, and it has it is listing seven unique features that are not available in any other tools so if people want to learn about some absolutely unique things that hrefs can do that no other tool can uh I, I invite them to visit this page and check them out but in terms of link building uh two of or three of my personal favorite features first of all when i'm uh browsing a website someone's website it could be our competitor or it could be whenever i'm helping one of my friends with their SEO strategy i would take their competitor and i would go to our report called best by links which is basically uh ranking all all the pages of a given website by how many backlinks they have because this shows me what is the most linkable what is the most notable or should I even say what is the best content on their website that is attracting backlinks? Uh, and then I can click on any of those pages and see the actual backlinks and figure out why people were linking to those pages. For example, if you if you put Hrefs blog uh, to into Hrefs and go to this report, you'll see that our most linked to pages are data studies. So whenever we do data research and we come up with some unique statistics or unique takeaways people are linking to that as crazy. So yeah, this is the first step that I always do whenever I need to understand how people in a certain industry or how a certain website uh, was attracting backlinks. What are their linkable assets? Uh, the next uh, small feature that I really like is uh, going to the backlinks report and sorting those backlinks by the search traffic of a linking page. This is something, again, unique to Ahrefs no other tool can do this at least as of time uh, of us speaking uh and this is pretty awesome because this can show you the links that can bring the so-called second-hand search traffic so if a page that is linking to you is ranking in google it means it gets consistent traffic every single month and this means that this should be a high quality link if google thinks that this page is so good that it ranks in its search results and gets traffic then the link from that page should also be very good 
And and then again, you like if you're studying your competitors, you want to know about those links because if some page that gets traffic is linking to your competitor, you might want to have your own link there. So if your competitor is getting traffic or at least visibility, if someone's reading the article and reading the name of your competitor, you want your name uh, in the same article. Uh, and the final tool that I like a lot, uh, well, I like uh, all of our tools a lot, of course. <laughs> Uh, but the, the final one that I want to to tell the listeners about is Content Explorer. Uh, you can think of it as Google, but with SEO metrics. So what we do, we crawl the entire web just like Google does, and we save all the content of the pages. So we basically create another version of Google, like searchable da database of pages. But every page has SEO metrics, like how much search traffic it gets, uh, what is the domain rating of the parent domain, uh, and how many backlinks that page has. So whatever you topic about, let's say you have a blog or a website about parenting. So what you can do is you can search for the word parenting in our database, not in Google, and then filter those pages or sort those pages by the amount of backlinks they have. So instead of checking out and instead of researching linkable assets of a single competitor of yours and seeing which pages uh, have the most links on their website, you can see among all the pages on a given topic, what are the pages that got the most backing. So you can like search for linkable assets uh, in the entire internet. So this is pretty valuable. Nice, I, um, I, use, I use all of those features. Um, <laughs> the, my favorite one is Best Buy Links. I'm, I'm the same as you, I always go to that kind of first off. And that last one um, that you just mentioned, the Content Explorer, I find can be yeah. really inspirational for um, the kind of content that you want to produce or even looking at things like content that's expired. That's always quite yeah. a nice, simple tactic. <laughs> there's something that's got lots of links, but it's a couple of years old. Um, yeah. it, it sounds like there's been, a lot of focus for Ahrefs on the quality side of things. And I, I really like what you were saying about um, the tool you mentioned where you can see the, the rankings of the pages that are linking and how much traffic they're getting. Have you have you got any plans for 2021 to expand on that at all? I know, for example, there are other tools out there that are building um, parts of their tool to talk about relevance yeah. and maybe topicality and things like that. What's Ahrefs take on that? Yeah, so here's the kicker. Uh, a few years ago, our CEO, uh, CEO and founder Dmitry, has announced that uh, Hrefs, uh, our long-term plan is to build our own search engine. Uh, and while it is an audacious goal, uh, a lot of people think that we are like we want to become the next Google, like a hundred hundred billion dollar company or whatnot. No, no, we just want to build a quality search engine. Uh, not necessarily like copy entire Google infrastructure. So, so the thing is, uh, Dmitry has a team that is working on that search engine. And uh, while they are working on the quality of the search results, they need to tap into backlink data and to understand which backlinks would produce the best search results. So basically, while we are developing our own search engine and while we're trying to understand how to use all those backlinks that we've crawled to date to produce better search results in our own search engine, while we are, of course, comparing to Google, like uh, uh, their results, of course, are better right now, but we'll get there. So the thing is, the more insights we get, we'll get about figuring out which, uh, which backlinks help us produce better search results in our own, uh, search engine, we are going to use those insights in Ahrefs tools and give people more functionality 
uh, to kind of surface those backlinks on top of like thousands or sometimes millions of backlinks that are that are pointing at their website. So yeah, that's basically the goal. While we are building search engine, we better understand how Google uh, is using backlink data, uh, and we are going to implement that uh, in our main product, which is HRS. Nice. That that makes so much sense that you are learning from it because you need that functionality yourselves to build your own product. So um, yeah, that's yeah. really interesting insight. Thank you. Um, and then the last question that I wanted to ask you is is also quite a big one, um, but a little bit broader. <laughs> Obviously, as as the CMO of of a global company and somebody who is kind of overseeing marketing activity for a business with with huge goals. What do you see the future of marketing looking like? And kind of specifically in 2021, have you had to pivot your strategies based on what's happening with the pandemic, which is ongoing at the time of recording this? Have you got any kind of key focuses that you're going to be adding, maybe new channels into your marketing mix, anything that you're going to be dropping? Just, yeah, tell us more broadly about your approach to marketing. Well, in terms of pandemic, uh, I'd say that nothing much changed for us because the most of our marketing is online marketing, is digital marketing. We didn't do so much uh, events or any other like forms of marketing. So our strategy basically didn't change. We are just uh, doubling down on what, on what works for us. But in terms of kind of where I see marketing is going, so I'm, I'm not very good with predicting trends and I'm not the, the Gary Vee type of guy who would like uh, advocate like Snapchat or whatever, but the the general kind of impression that I have of where of where kind of the world of digital marketing is going is that it goes towards simply creating the best product and articulating the values of your product, the like what makes the USP unique selling proposition, what makes your product best. And then the world is so connected right now. There are so many different communities and so many ways to spread the word. So many people are looking to, to get recommendations. So many people are looking to make recommendations. And it is in everyone's best interest, in Google's best interest, in affiliates' best interest, in customers' best interest, for the best product to win. So one thing is to understand what the market needs and the the profession of a marketer is not necessarily to promote the product otherwise the profession would be called promoter but the, the profession is called marketer so you have to understand the needs of the market and uh, bring those needs to the product team that, so that they would create the proper product and then your your job is to articulate what you have because people might not necessarily understand what they're looking at so you have to like you have to be really good with uh, copy uh, and uh, all that stuff, understanding people's pain points and uh, what what triggers them and such. And then if you have the best product and you can clearly articulate uh, so that those the words well you can take the words of your customers even that is one of the uh, most popular copywriting advice like uh, use the words of your customers on your landing page, and then those right words will eventually spread if your product is good. So this is what I'm seeing. The uh, digital marketing is about studying the market better uh, and uh, creating better product and then making content that would explain how your product is better. Fantastic. I love that. I, I love what you say about we're, we're marketers, not promoters. Yeah, not promoters. <laughs> 
<laughs> well, thank you so much for your time, Tim. It's been an absolute pleasure. Um, I was I was on a call just before this one with our head of SEO, Pete, who I'm sure will be cringing when I say uh, was very, very jealous of my opportunity to speak to you. And um, as I expected it to be, it's been an absolute pleasure. I think the, the insights that you shared will definitely be useful to the people listening out there as well. If people do want to follow you and check out more of your content, where's the best place to find you? Uh, well, first of all, thanks a lot for inviting me. Uh, you're asking amazing questions, so I, I, I'm hoping I was able to give uh, meaningful answers to those uh, to those pretty challenging questions. And yeah, if people want to uh, to get more of my thoughts about marketing and such, uh, they can follow me on Twitter. This is where I'm the most active and the most responsive. And uh, yeah, speaking of responsive, if anyone has any questions they want to ask me, they can just tweet at me and uh, I'll be happy to give them uh, some advice in what 270 uh, characters <laughs> something like that brilliant and your link building guide will be coming out soon as well right we should all link to it ah yeah of course if you can <laughs> give it a link <laughs> I would appreciate it wonderful brilliant thank you so much for your time Tim thanks Bye a lot for inviting me